Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's October 30th, 2023. I am at Joel Pearl, and it's time to get in the weeds. Where's Jeremy? Joel. Yeah. I'm here. Jeremy? This is my Halloween costume. I I can see. I can't see you. I can see a chair, but I can hear you. Yeah. I'm a WWE fan in 2019 or an AEW fan today or any independent wrestling fan. I'm a chair. Oh, are you attended the NWA pay-per-view on Saturday, the weekend? Yeah, I'm doing cocaine right now. <laughs> Is it shoot cocaine or working cocaine? <laughs> and a bunch of Jack Daniels. That's right. Is it real Jack Daniels or a shoot Jack? Oh, boy. Uh, this is a great Halloween costume. I'm wearing my, well, I can't see it now because my microphone's in the way, but there you go. There's There, there it is. The other side, is it, there's a thing there. But Jeremy Jeremy can see it because this is his, uh, his gimmick. I dress as a chair for Halloween because that is what all wrestling fans uh, are nowadays. I guess did you did you hear the news, Joel? That attendance is just way down everywhere. The business is dying. Brian Danielson's hurt, which means all bad things are happening in wrestling. It's true. It's awful. You know, I'm really surprised that you're not John Cena because I can't I, see. Could technically be John Cena if you wanted to to play it like that. It could be John. I, I could be Cody Rhodes. Hold on. Wrestling has more than one royal family. And then I come up from the Cody Vader. Look at that. Oh, Cody Vader. There we go. I hope All somebody right. clipped that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, Jeremy. Hi. <laughs> Good to see you. Oh, my goodness. Hey, uh, you know what? The bits are what we do. So go ahead and leave a thumbs up on the video <laughs> and subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbook. Kate and I came back last night. We had a very, very fun show. Uh, thank you to everyone who was there and hanging out with us and the Super Chats and everything. Speaking of Super Chats, you can go ahead, get yours in any amount, get your question or statement read on the air and supports us here at Fightful Overbooks. We got a fun week coming up. Uh, I will say Wednesday already. We've booked someone that I'm looking forward to speaking to. His name is Jock Sampson. I've talked about him on this show before, but this time it's a little more special. Jock is nearing retirement and his final matches. So he's going to join us on Wednesday ahead of his final match at IWC. That's happening this weekend. Uh, so looking forward to that. And of course, we're always working on bringing on more guests. But until then, Jeremy Lambert, how was your weekend? How are you doing? Uh, it was it was fine. My 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 weekend was fine. Uh, had a had a good weekend with the, with the family. How was yours, Joel? It was good. Uh, I'll bring this up right now. Bonkers saying pizza shirt again. Yes, I was wearing this shirt last night on the. Uh, Joel the, doesn't the shower. Day. He doesn't. He doesn't. I shower clothes or anything. That's right. I showered the night before. I'm a true wrestling fan. I never shower. I wear the same shirt all the time. No, I uh, I was I showered before the show last night and i just threw on this shirt this morning because this is how we tie into my weekend friday people who watch the show know that my kid stayed home he wasn't feeling 100 percent. i got thrown up on and then saturday it got even better we went to a halloween 
party in the park type of thing Saturday afternoon. And I started realizing his eyes are getting a little red, a little puffy. My kid has pink eye now. <laughs> so it's one thing after another. And it spread from one eye to the other. He's getting checked out. He, he's okay. He's in good spirits. He's fine. He just looks like this. He just looks like he's constantly upset because his eyes are puffy and red. Oh, well, so. yeah. I mean, I'd be upset too if I had to look at you every day. I mean, I am for the most it. part. I get it. <laughs> at least you get a couple days off in between. Yeah. But, you know, he's he's okay. He's a trooper. It just sucks. So he's at home. Uh, so fair warning, we're going to be hard out at noon today so that I can go put him down for his nap and just get him, you know, get him get him settled. Uh, but yeah, that, that's how my weekend went. He's, he's a happy trooper camper, so I can't complain. I'm glad he's uh well one I'm not glad that he has pink eye but I'm glad he's uh happy and feeling a little bit better today. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm just like yeah, he's fine. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's how the weekend went. But it was nice. He uh, he dressed up as a little bear. It was very cute. Oh. Uh, I did. I sent the photo to uh, your uh, to, to the ITW anonymous general manager, and uh, she had a lot of a lot of nice things to say about it. So that's always good. Yeah, she's kind. I'm not. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, shoot cocaine and work in cocaine. Dude, let's talk about the NWA pay-per-view. That was the highlight of my weekend, honestly, that, which is very sad. Wrestling wise, wrestling wise. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's be diplomatic about things. Jim Mitchell and these, these ladies that they gathered were doing cocaine and Jack Daniels just at the pay-per-view chilling uh this billy corgan promo which was an so all time an all time promo an all time promo okay this thing was amazing absolutely i need billy corgan i need him as the heel general manager the heel authority figure i think he thinks he's a babyface I don't know who's the baby face in the heel. Cardona comes out. This is the most time we'll ever spend on NWA on this show ever. Yes. I banned it when Tyrus was the champion and now he's not the champion. So I guess we can kind of talk about it. Matt Cardona comes out and he helps Freeman wins this match. And he's just like, uh, NWA He's burying Tom Lattimore of like, who needs their wife to help him? Who needs help? Ha ha ha. You know, cause he's Matt Cardona and he has the lander and Chelsea green used to help him and all this stuff. And he's like, who needs this? I was like, I want my title shot. Never mind that Matt Cardona, after he relinquished the title a year ago, got a rematch in a triple threat match with Tyrus and Trevor Murdoch. It might've been a four way, but let's not let facts get in the way of a good story. Cause NWA doesn't. And he got his rematch one-on-one against Tyrus as well. So he's gotten two rematches for this title that he relinquished, but he's still out here acting like he's never gotten a shot at the title before. He's like, I want my rematch. I want I want my shot at the title that I never lost. Blah, 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 blah. Come out here, Billy Corgan. I'm calling out Billy Corgan. So old Billy Pumpkins comes out here, and he's wearing his friggin' shirt from the Smashing Pumpkins. I don't know any of their music. The wife tried to make me listen to this music. It's garbage. Smashing Pumpkins, like the worst band I've ever heard in my life. So Billy Pumpkins, comes out here he's like matt cardona you told me you were gonna show up to my pay-per-view you told me you were gonna wrestle we don't play wrestler out here all right we're not out here playing wrestlers like these money marks and all this stuff i guess he's barry and tony khan and this is like you know we go out here and we tell stories we go out here and we have these hard-hitting matches here in the nwa he's like you want me to add you to 
the main event tonight. Is that what you want? You want to get a five-star match? Huh? He's always doing about this. <laughs> I like that. That's a cool gimmick. Uh, so you want to come out here? You want to do the five-star match? I know if we add you to this five to this match, it'd be a five-star match. That's what you want out here? Huh? Is that what you want? And Matt Cardona is just like looking confused as hell during this whole thing. And he's like, you want me to add you to the match, Matt Cardona? Is that what you people want? Is that what you want? And he's like, no, you go to hell, Matt Cardona. You go to hell and you die. Hell, hell, hell. You go to hell. That is, I'm oh, glad you going to hell. I'm so glad you did that because that's the first thing I thought of that when he said it. So you go to hell and you die. <laughs> oh it's, my. Like, it's, just, it's a full South Park meme coming to life here. It's it's freaking Mr. Garrison and it's the song. You're, you're going to hell's and good. Hell's and good. You're going to hell. <laughs> It's a full Billy Pumpkins is a full on South Park character. That's what he friggin' is. Oh my, this promo was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. The absolute best thing. And then Cardona's like gonna leave and he acts like he's gonna hit Billy Pumpkins with the chair. But then Billy Pumpkins turns around and he's gonna be big badass Billy Pumpkins. That's his name. That's his official name. Badass, big badass Billy Pumpkins turns around like, no, 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 you can't do that, Cardona. And then Camille comes out and spears Billy Pumpkin or spears Matt Cardona. <laughs> and then she beats up uh, Cardona. And then that's it. And then Billy, old big badass Billy Pumpkins goes to the back. He's got all the heat on him, I guess. Or he's got the, I have no idea if this man's a baby face or a heel, but he rules. Absolutely rules. Oh my God. This is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And then in the main event, EC3 and Tom Lattimore have a match. EC3 wins. And they're like, EC3 standing tall and EC3 sitting on the throne. (laughs) That's usually how it works though. (laughs) The rest of the show, I watched parts of it. I just, it wasn't a very good show. That, that, that Billy Punk. Nah, this is the greatest show I've ever seen in my life. I'm so mad I did not attend this show. The lighting was all down. It was very intimate as well. They're doing cocaine and Jack throughout the entire show. I want to know if the fans got cocaine and Jack. All right, Billy, Billy, if you were promising me cocaine and Jack, I'm showing up to all these shows, baby. You got to let the people know these things beforehand you gotta put that on the ticketing you gotta let everyone know hey one ticket comes with a free bag of coke and a bottle of jack like all right baby i'm there let's go wrestling is fucking back in that case i see in the chat they're like of all the of, of all the bookings matt cardona brags about he takes one with the nwa he's been with the nwa he was he was close to holding 10 pounds of gold at one point he was doing he was stuff. He was the champion at one point. Oh, you're right. He relinquished it. it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I keep thinking that Tyrus was champion for like two years or some shit. But no, it, does, it really did feel like Ty- Tyrus's reign was like five years long. And yeah. I don't even think it was like a year. Like legitimately, I don't think it was a year, but it oh, felt it like five. Yeah, I mean, was, that's how most of his matches are. So, you know. Yeah, well, either way, yeah, he, he, he was holding the NWA for a little while. Cardona in the NWA was probably a highlight of watching NWA for a little bit. But yeah, I came back, and then what? When your owner has to become a character, you know that you're running into some trouble. But oh my god, just a hell it's, of a show. Jeff, it's not a meme. They literally in the middle of the show they cut to James Mitchell. Can we? I don't know if we can play a video. We might get like trademark or flagged. Or yeah, no, Billy's, Billy's going to send people after us. Yeah. They don't give us anyone to interview, but instead they'll just send the lawyers. Yeah, gags the gimp is this dude's thing. <laughs> 
this is why this is why uh all this was so mad too like if you listen to all this when he left earlier this year and he's doing these interviews he's like billy wants to do gags the gimp and i don't get this at all like this is not this is not my wrestling says nick all this well, like, what's upset. all this about <laughs> nice well nick nick aldis was just upset because billy wanted him to be gags the gimp and he was like no way not covering my face not happening <laughs> It's a real thing, though. They yes. cut to James Mitchell and Gags the Gimp and these women, and they're just doing cocaine and they're drinking Jack Daniels. So <laughs> it we should, rules. Let's okay. So it was their Halloween theme show. Father James Mitchell is Father James Mitchell. If you don't know him, look him up. He's been in the business forever and ever. Amen. Because he is timeless. They should have been doing karaoke. That's the only thing that was yeah. missing. They didn't have the James Mitchell karaoke. If they had done that. I would have got six stars on this pay-per-view as it was five and a half. Well, you saw, you saw the set. They clearly blew the budget on the set and the cocaine. (laughs) So they couldn't bring in any money for the karaoke (laughs) machine. I get it either way. Yeah. The whole story, the story of the event was, first of all, can you pronounce the name of the event, please? San, Sao Wow, Sao Win, Sao Win. It's Sao, Sao Win. Okay, so NWA San Juan Puerto Rico happened, and if you're going to name <laughs> the show... Saw win. Saw win. That's sure. what it is. All right, sure. Sawit. Uh, Sawit. NWA San Juan. Dude, if they would have named this show Cocaine and Jack, they would have sold so many pay-per-views. I'm telling you, they got to market this stuff better. They got to let the people know that Coke and Jack are going to be part of this show. They got... What are we doing? They got they name it after something we, nobody can pronounce, and then they don't even tell you the best part of this pay per view. They got a they got NWA Big Badass Billy Pumpkins. Hire me, baby. I'm here. I'm here. I'll, I'll get you all the buy rates. I'll get you all the publicity. We're we're gonna let the people know that the NWA is fucking back, baby. We're going back to the '80s like you want. You know, everyone thinks it's bad wrestling. It's not bad wrestling. It's how it was in the '80s. We're going to get big badass Billy. I'm here, baby. I'm here. Come, come after me. Come get me. We're going to get the NWA back on track. We're going to let the people know NWA wrestling is back. Coke, Jack, PEDs. Let's fucking go. And you know what the best part is? If you name your show Coke, Jack, and PEDs, and then your next pay-per-view is Hard Times, then you know you've hit a home run. One leads to the next. Let's go. We got this. I'm I'm telling you, look, this is an NWA review show from now on. Every Wednesday on this show, we're going to open up with an NWA review. All right, we do a Wednesday show, 10 a.m. Eastern, I believe. I think that's the, the time we're on. Allegedly, we're on yes. this yeah. yeah, yeah. 10 a.m., we're opening with the NWA review. I used to review NWA as a bit, and it was terrible, and it sucked the life out of me. But the NWA is clearly back now. We're doing cocaine and Jack and PEDs. Wrestling's back. Oh, my God. I, why Solovo with the 10 pounds of Coke title? And the, it's an all-white belt. <laughs> That's what it should be. That's, That's what it right. should be. Yeah. Oh. oh, God. It's all back, man. I feel like I'm on a bunch of Coke as fired up as I am over this NWA it's- pay-per-view. Yeah, you're you're in rare form. Hey, what do you think is better, an NWA contract or an MLW contract? We like the MLW. They, they're very kind to us. I, I really I do like them. They're probably one of the uh, they they have a lot of really good things going for them. The NWA has a, a bunch of younger talent that are doing well. That Joe Alonzo Colby Carino match, good stuff. That was fun. Then the rest of the show happened. Went out there. The rest of the show was great. It was a great show. Watch that thing on cocaine. It's all good. It's all good. 
Oh <laughs> yeah, Jeff Elijah says this is the most. Brian Danielson's hurt everybody. I'm very down about wrestling, so I got to get fired up about something, and I'm fired up about cocaine, Jack Daniels, and PEDs. You know what? I hope you feel the way about NWA that I feel about Impact slash TNA. Okay, I hope that you get as excited. They, that that locker room is excited. They they're doing dance offs in the ring at the end of their UK tour. Scott Demore is pulling his groin on live on the air. You know, good stuff. I got Jordan Grace retweeting suggestive pictures of her and Trinity being like, "It's TNA now." Right, TNA's back as well. Wrestling is back, except for Brian Danielson being hurt. That's yeah, he's not back. It's he, the he's... worst, worst news in the world that old the goat Brian Danielson is injured. Very sad. He's going to show up wearing one of those Cody Rhodes face masks. I hope so. I hope he can wrestle somehow. Like this sucks. It ruined my weekend learning that Brian Danielson's injury was a real thing and not a work. Now, I thought this is all to set up the Okada match at Wrestle Kingdom. And maybe he can come back by Wrestle Kingdom. But right now, I ain't looking great. Not looking great. Claudio's going to have the Wrestle Kingdom match. Which, fine. Claudio and Okada would be great. But Claudio ain't Brian Danielson. Do Claudio and Okada at World's End. And then five days later, do Danielson and Okada. Do they have organic cocaine for Brian Danielson? I'm pretty sure cocaine is... Uh, it's organic, but not. I mean, I don't know. Someone who does drugs is going to have to answer that question better than I can. I just love that people are just like, this is Billy wants the rock stars. He wants like rock stars in the end of you. I'm like, buddy, today's rock stars. They hit the gym in the morning and they drink kombucha at night. They ain't doing any of the shit they used to do because they all want to live past 50 with their money. And the Billy money Pumpkins. Badass Billy Pumpkins, the last of a dying breed out here, bringing wrestling back to the golden age. God bless. Uh, Creed. Just <laughs> what are we talking about, Joel? What, what are we talking about today? Creed just officially announced that they're back. We knew that they were coming back, but they just made the announcement. Can you take me higher than I've ever been? Where do you want to start? To a place where... I don't know the lyrics that well. Vinny released his... Uh, his G Fuel announcement was Sean, by the way. Hold me now. Here it is. Because I'm six feet from the edge and I'm thinking. There it is. Maybe yeah. six feet ain't so far down. Creed fucking rules. <laughs> I'm getting two very different reactions from your ass right now. Laugh so hard. Creed rules, man. Nickelback and Creed are Nickelback and Creed going on tour together. Let's uh, load up the van. Load up the van. Coke Jack and go see Nickelback and Creed on tour. Let's fucking go. So you want to hear what it is? It's yeah. Uh, they're gonna do stages across North America. It's gonna be the summer of '99 tour. Creed, Three Doors Down, Daughtry, okay. Switchfoot, Tonic. Finger Eleven and Big Wreck. Thank God there's two Canadian bands on that list. I love Need Big Wreck. Need the Nickelback. Need the Nickelback there. I mean, Nickelback was probably going to be like, we'll take top billing. And Creed was like, mm, not no, happening. They can, they can switch off, man. They can. I, I don't care. Like We we need Nickelback up there, man. Nickelback. Would you go see them? What's that? Would you go see them on this tour? 
I would a hundred percent do it. I don't think I don't know if the wife would go with me. Uh, judging <laughs> by the messages I'm receiving right now, she would not. Never made it as a wise man. Couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Try to live like a blind man. Sick of sight with the sense of feeling. And this is how you remind me of what I've never been. This is how you remind me of what I've never been. Hey, if you're an LGBTQ wrestler and you're looking for a, uh, a nickname, there you go. You could be the bi <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> it's not like you say sorry. Hey, we're, stop so it. You, yeah, no, the Canadian accent. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, they, they made him retake that like 49 times until he can get it right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no wonder. It's, it's specifically because Jeremy was singing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. We got a little bit of wrestling to talk about. Where do you want to start? Uh, who cares? Let's keep singing Nickelback and Creed songs. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> I got, I got it. I listen. I didn't watch. I didn't watch anything this weekend. Uh, let's uh, real quick. Uh, Santana and Ortiz from from Rampage. Before we launch into everything else, that was a good match. And like I told you on on Friday, feels like that thing ain't over. But it was a very very good quick match. They got it in, got it out, and it was fun stuff. What'd you think? I don't know if it's over or not because uh, you know Santana won, and he tried to do the old mutual respect to Ortiz, and Ortiz is like, yeah, I don't know about this partner. And then Sanjay Dutt comes down and he's trying to recruit him into the, the Jay Lethal Jeff Jarrett Brigade. Uh, and then, you know, Ortiz is like, I don't know about this either. So I don't, I, th- I feel like the Santana Ortiz portion is over. I think Santana is now going to go be a singles guy. You know, they've been pushing him heavily as a singles person through like, he's been the, he's been the focal point of this feud, right? He's gotten the video packages and everything. He's, he's the one that said like, I know I don't want the crutch anymore type of thing. And then Ortiz has just been, he's been part of the story because they were the tag team, but it's clear Santana has been the singles guy for this. And I think Santana is going to move on to some single stuff where that is not quite sure yet. And Ortiz, maybe he's going to do stuff with the Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. It could be. I just want to see them fight again. And I want to see it. I want to see it be real, real tough, you know, street fight, full on hardcore, whatever they do. But we got to tell that story. I do like, and, and I do like that they're, they're doing this. This was a rampage story. And I want AEW to do more of that stuff because once in a while you need some stars who are, not necessarily going to be on dynamite every week. And we've talked about this before anchoring another show and having another feud, you know, WWF used to do that with heat back in the day. You'd have Al snow defending the European championship on every episode of heat imaginable with a new gimmick. And that shit was fun. People enjoyed that. So you can tell different stories on different shows. It doesn't need to be, you know, the C story on Wednesday's show or on Saturday's show. This was good. I like that. They made this an a story for a few weeks and they had a good match out of it. Now you move on it or you don't, who knows? I think I move on. I don't know. Again, I don't know what Santana does. It feels like they got enough titles. He can go after one of those freaking titles. Um, and then Ortiz is going to get caught up in the Jarrett verse. Have Ortiz go after the uh, Greek town wrestling championship that Mike Santana holds. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You can, yes, you could do that, I guess. Please don't. <laughs> Let those titles stay where they are. They don't need to come to... Th- th- there are plenty of titles. I, we're about to add another one because QT Marshall is just like, yes, I do have this triple A, you know, Latin American championship and I'm going to defend it against Latin American superstars from all across the globe. And I'm like, well, it'll never be a triple threat because the odds of you getting a triple A talent and a CML, L- CMLL talent at the same time, pretty, pretty high. So we're just going to... Mm, just one-on-one matches for QT. QT Marshall against just luchadors is kind of fun, though. It's great. I'm looking forward to it. He looked good in that suit, by the way. It looked pretty good on him. Looks like he's been uh, it's slimming down in, in the right way. You know, he looks good. Or maybe it's the suit. I don't, I don't freaking know. Chi-Town Spurs sent us a generous super chat. Thank you, Chi-Town Spurs. After Dynamite, I felt very disillusioned with the AEW product. So, of course, we get one of the best rampages and collisions back-to-back, in my opinion, he says. More big matches, more top stars feuding with each other, more women, less olds. <laughs> less olds, less pores, less, yeah. This uh, collision, to me, was, was fun. It was good. MJF and Kenny obviously delivered. There were moments where I was just like, I don't know about this, but overall, you know, I, I enjoyed Collision from this past Saturday. What do you think? What did you hate about Collision, Joel? AEW hater Joel Pearl, what did you hate? I I wasn't a big fan of having LFI, House of Black come out, known trios people going after the tag titles. That felt a little weird to me. Uh, and Sky Blue is still, you know, I don't know what we're doing there with, with Sky Blue. She's like... Yeah, I'm spooky, but uh, I'll go deal with it on my own. And it's like, well, I don't know if I trust that. <laughs> so that stuff was kind of weird. But otherwise, you know, show was pretty good. The FTR stuff is interesting to me because you had Dax lose that match. And then Kevin Kelly says, you know, the door's closing on FTR and their tag title opportunity for the time being. Tony Schiavone's like, I'm not so sure about that. That was in the web recap, by the way. So like that was... That was either planned or it was something that they are paying attention to. So uh, the FTR tag title rebuild is either on hold or they're going to just be assholes and be like, you know what? We invoke our rematch clause after all. So that stuff was uh, both not good, and but also made me think. So uh, there's stuff like that. Dax Harwood's a giant loser when it comes to singles matches. So that wasn't too shocking. (laughs) He does suck. He's the worst. You hear that, Dax? Start a podcast. Talk about it. I dare you. (laughs) The young there? books are the young books are owed a tag title shot. They won that little gimmick at Wrestle Dream, and so they get a tag title shot whenever they want. And they just seem very unconcerned with the, these tag team titles right now. They're like, "Yeah, we're the six man champions. It's fine. We'll just wrestle the Hardy Boys for the hundredth time. Oh, it's a, it's cool. It's cool. Don't worry about it." I'm okay. showing up on Collision. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of rules, honestly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the one thing I didn't mind the the House of Black like the their trios going after tag titles, whatever. Like the, the trios titles are now, they're just going to do the 69 celebration. And then we'll see what happens after that. Um, what I did find a little curious house of black targets, Blackpool combat club last week. And now you have LFI going after house of black. So is the Blackpool combat club house of black stuff off? Like, cause we didn't have Blackpool combat club on the show 
this week. Uh, Claudia was there and he's going after Orange Cassidy and Okada for hurting Brian Danielson. But how's the black made their big return last week going after Blackpool Combat Club. Now they're being thrown into something with LFI. They got to kind of circle back around to the Blackpool Combat Club. I think like you would, you would hope so. Anyway, that was the big, that was their big return. That was the big brouhaha at the end of the show last week. So I would hope that they, they get back around to that. Otherwise you're just throwing, you're really just throwing all these groups against each other. And it's like, Hey, yeah, sort it out. We'll figure We're just going to do matches, which is fine, but also follow up on some stuff. I did like Sheeta and Abaddon. I hope that now Abaddon is not put back on the shelf for another year until next Halloween. And they get uh, um consistent kind of, kind of work because they're very good. And they're very fun and they're typically very over. So I hope that Abaddon, like the people love the, the Sheeta Abaddon uh, match and the, the pumpkin being used and stuff, but this is what they do with Abaddon. They, they bring them out every Halloween and Abaddon Halloween. And then we never see them again. Yeah. It's good to see Abaddon back. I was happy that, uh, that they got this opportunity going into, to a Halloween show. But like you said, now's the time to keep them on TV and show that, this is someone that you actually value as part of your roster. And when Abaddon showed up in AEW, they were kind of newer to wrestling. They were a new gimmick and they were still learning. So now they've had some time on the shelf. They were injured, but they still had time to like work and, you know, work on the things that you can't do physically in the ring and also still rehab and, and do matches, things like that afterwards when you were, you know, near clearing, but um, we'll see. It, it, it would be good to see more Abaddon and, for a while, they had Abaddon working AW Dark and Dark Elevation and so on and so forth. This is an opportunity to kind of move move forward with that. And as AEW is starting to lean more on gimmicks and less on just the wrestling, which to me is okay. Uh, he, there, there's a fine line, especially with the AEW presentation. Abaddon is a character. And if Abaddon the character can be Abaddon a wrestler as well, then there's no reason why you can't continue working with them. But it was a good match. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. It was. I, again, I hope that this is not just your annual Abaddon title shot and then we never see them again. I uh, hope uh, they they stay a little consistent on that. Yeah, the, the Statlander, Willow, Sky Blue stuff, uh, that'd be great, honestly. I'm all for Abaddon just doing like a, a different um, uh, festival gimmick, uh, depending on what y- month it is. All for it. I think that's hilarious. Um, One time they just bring out the Festivus poll. <laughs> just beat the shit out of someone with it the airing of grievances the the sky blue willow statlander stuff uh i'm not i don't need all of these people just being spooky like, i just don't we got it with julia hart that's fine i don't need it being the sky blue uh i don't know if that's where willow's going or, or not but i don't need that either like i just don't need Let's be spooky, everybody, because they can't figure out how to book a competent baby face in the division. Um, so we'll see what happens. Let yeah. me tell you. Okay. This is something that I will tell you I didn't like about the show on Saturday. I didn't enjoy that most of the uh, the squash talent were Ring of Honor stars or at least Ring of Honor wrestlers. Uh, they did have like three squash matches on this yes. show. Like yeah. the, the boys losing. Like Kate and I talked about this last night. The boys losing. That's that's normal. That's part of the course doesn't upset me as much doesn't annoy me but like hot sauce tracy williams loses a match uh to claudio and everyone's just like oh but you don't get it he was the green ant and then orange cassidy was the fire and i'm like great tony khan doesn't own the chikara tape library and he's not showing us or telling us that either men were behind the mat like 
again, don't give me homework when I'm watching wrestling because it's silly. And I don't think most people understood or got it anyway because Shakara is not that big of a promotion. The lore was never there. Where's Shakara now? Don't answer the question, Jeremy Lambert, because it doesn't matter what the answer is. That shit was jail. <laughs> you don't need, listen, you're quacking up the wrong bush, okay? Just relax. We don't need it. Just give me matches that make sense and don't tell me that this made sense because XYZ from 2003. Why syllable saying that? It, oh, oh, uh, uh, it was probably logistically cheaper. I imagine ROH was filmed afterward. Doesn't excuse the ROH was filmed afterward, and then you have people getting squashed on ROH television. Just use them. Just use the guys who got squashed on ROH. Just have them get squashed in AW as well. It's fine. It'll be okay. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even think about it. I'm just like, oh sure, here's a dude to lose. Like ROH is so just there like none of it hits with me because it's just random matches for the most part i i've done my spiel about roh how i think it should be separate how i think they should try to establish actual talent there and like i i think this is what should happen not just no i mean that's basically what they did they squashed the squashers but like if you look at the roh tapings i'll pull it up uh real quickly if you look at the roh tapings they probably just did a bunch of squash matches on that like people lost like so here's um you know pat buck lost on the roh tapings why couldn't pat buck just lose on AEW? slim j lost on the roh sorry if i'm spoiling roh everybody uh slim j why couldn't slim j just got beat by uh whoever samoa joe out there like oh that's you know? a match i need to see yes please let's do that please yeah please. like why couldn't you just do something like that um oh yeah i get it it didn't really connect with me that, oh, yeah, here's Tracy Williams and Rhett Titus, two ROH guys losing in in quick matches because I'm just like, eh, what is ROH anyway? Like, ROH is just a bunch of throwaway matches for the most part, and then maybe these guys will be on TV uh, or the pay-per-view at some point. Uh, let's talk about this Kenny Omega and MJF match. I'll go ahead. Before we do, I just want to hit the super chat because then we can talk about the main event. Well, Chisholm sent one saying, House of Black stuff feels like it's being booked week by week. And going back to your point, Jeremy, it does feel like they brought them back. Lights on, lights off, lights on, lights off, lights on, lights off. <laughs> anyway, brought them back in order to feud with Black Bull Combat Club. Something seems to have changed or they're going to go back to it once they know everyone is healed and back to 100%. It feels like things got changed because of this Danielson injury. Uh, I would wager a guess that the Daniels did the Danielson injury was not caused by Kazuchika Okada, but they're playing it off as if it was because every time they step in the ring together, Kazuchika Okada injures Daniel uh, Brian Danielson somehow. But regardless, it does feel like they're trying to. It's it's only been two weeks, so that's the other thing. It's not necessarily that they're booking it week by week. It's that they had a bad string of luck immediately as they returned. The Danielson injury, I'm sure, did change things, but it was still clearly going in a different direction anyway. And I'm not saying this was the, the full on direction, but it was going in a diff different direction with Blackpool because before the Danielson injury, they did all the stuff on Saturday and then they immediately announced, Hey, here's orange Cassidy and Okada against Claudio and Danielson. So Blackpool was already breaking off and facing members of chaos. So Blackpool was already entering into another feud when they had house of black targeting them. And now house of black is entering into a feud with LFI with, you know, despite the fact that they were targeting um, Blackpool last week. So it was already sort of, there was already branches to this feud 
as it was. Um, now maybe they they rushed the L- I don't know if they rushed the LFI thing. LFI friggin' they've been doing these vignettes for months now at this point. Um, and then they're finally back on TV. So I, I don't know if it was fully a rushed thing and changed because of the Danielson injury. I think that this may have been part of a plan of like, Hey, we're going to just kind of go here, just do a bunch of different things. You may be right, but who knows? We won't totally know. Answer Wait, my, oh. answer my DMS. Let me know. Let me know what's, what the deal is here. I'm just kidding. Sorry, I, we, I'm need just new, sure. we need new favorites to talk to. We're not allowed to talk to anyone else. <laughs> anyway, uh, MJF and Kenny. Great match. Yeah. Good match. Yeah. Surprised at a, at a clean finish. Were you surprised? A little bit. Like I thought they would do a finish. I didn't think they were going to do some smas, uh, DQ or time limit draw or anything like that. I think I said it on this show. I thought MJF was going to win. I thought there would be some outside interference and they teased it with callus, but it didn't in the end didn't play into it. Um, I thought there would be a little bit of interference type of thing, but I thought MJF would win as clear clean as you could be and then it turned out he won even cleaner than i thought that they would do so you know good on him for it yeah and again the match was solid they worked very well together really really good there's like there's nothing else that you would expect from a match like this from two you know a, a former world champion and a current world champion though you wouldn't know because neither one of them had a belt with them to bring to the ring <laughs> all right little- let me let me let me get get the get this off right fast. So MJF earlier in the night after Jay White beats AR Fox comes out and he takes the belt and he goes through the ring like the post to try to get out and then just go around, dude. There was nobody going that way. MJF looks stupid here. Um, he the belt was at like the timekeeper's table and he's like, let me go through the ring. Everybody's in the ring. You can go through the crowd that way and escape. It's it's. I didn't get that. I thought when he grabbed that belt, I was like, oh good. Good, he's going to get his belt back. And then the main event adds, it was already a big match, obviously. But it's like, oh, good. Now he can like hold up the title after the main event because that's what it's all about type of thing. Instead, no, Jay White just stole it. Yeah, just go back the way you came. That's saying. Like, uh, Instead, Jay White just got the belt back. And so this match ends. Great match. Fantastic match. One of the best TV matches you know, you're going to see this year. And they're just like, it's all about MJF breaking the record for being the longest reigning AW world champion. And what do we see? Jay White holding the belt and backstage looking on and MJF and Kenny Omega are just like, you did a great job, pal. Like, oh, I'm very proud that you broke my records. Like there's no title. There was no title to be like, look at this. This is what it's all about. It's about this championship. This is what this match was all about. About one man who was the longest reigning AEW champion, wanting to get the belt back, wanting to become a two-time champion. So then they could say that, you know, there's an actual two-time champion because, oh, I guess John Moxley is one. I was going to say CM Punk, but John Moxley is one multiple times. Um, But, you know, Kenny Omega could be a two-time champion. He can prevent MJF from having the longest reign. MJF, he can have the title. He holds it up. It's like, look, I'm about to become the longest reigning AEW champion. This means more than me than anything in the world. Bidding war of 2024, blah, 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 blah. And instead, they're just out there with no title. And I was like, oh, come on. Come on. It didn't take away from the match, mind you. Like, I'm not downgrading the match because of it. It just felt like that closing shot could have been. You have all these guys like, oh, Wardlow's coming after him. Hobbs is coming after him. Jay White's coming after him. It's like Jay White's the guy holding the title. What what are they coming after him for? Jay White's got the belt. 
Why are these guys targeting MJF? Jay White's already got the damn title. Oh, and now MJF has to earn the title back by this four-way or this eight-man match where if MJF wins, his team wins, Jay White just has to hand it back over to him. He's like, ah, okay, you beat me in an eight-man. Here you go, pal. Is that what we're doing here? Like, I don't know. No, Max will win, and then they're just going to blindside Max as he presents him the belt and then runs off with it again, and we're back to full gear where he has the belt. I'm with a shock here. AI bought a shock book. This book, this perfectly. And this is what I thought was going to happen. I thought MJF was going to steal it. Uh, he was going to steal the belt yeah. at the, in the opening match. He gets it back. Great. They do the thing. Yeah. And, uh, Jeff fellow driver says it did feel weird. The title not being held. Yes. Like it wasn't there. It was just like world title match with no world title to be presented here. Yeah. And, so MJF steals it back after the first match. Great. You do a, you can hold it up. You do the presentation for the world title match. And then um, you do the match and everything. MJF gets to hold the belt up after he wins, celebrate, blah, blah, blah. Here comes Bullet Club. Lay out Omega. Lay out MJF. Take the belt back. And then you can still see Joe's watching on. And Joe is like, Joe's watching on like, eh, you know, you didn't make good on your promise. I ain't coming out there to help you type of thing. Hobbs is watching on because sure Wardlow's watching on because okay, he's trying to target MJF. They're just watching this on. They're like, we got no reason to help MJF get his belt back. And then the belt stolen back. But at least you get that moment of him closing holding it up and everything. And it makes the title feel important as well because it's like, oh see, they really want this title still. This title still means so much to them that even though MJF took it back and it is in his possession and it is technically and literally his here comes Bullet Club after this match to beat them down and take this title back. I can't add to anything you said because I agree with it all. And it it would have made sense doing the the one night only the titles back in the hands of the referee to do the the, the handoff and then have Jay White steal it back. It wouldn't have been great, but at least it would have had the imagery of holding up the plus. Title. Plus, we needed that shot of the referee holding the title up and he shows it to MJF and he shows it to Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega takes it in his Bret Hart gear and he kisses it goodbye. It wasn't Bret Hart, but it was the same colors. It was some. I know it was a street fighter gimmick. Yeah, everyone dressed up as a gamer. So I was just like. It was Bret Hart colors, okay? Yes, it was. Either way, you're right. They could have done that. And, uh, And again, the whole point of that match was the significance of the world title longest reign being on the line. Why wouldn't you have your world title physically present for that? That it's little things like that that are so easy and should be there, but they're not. So again, the match itself, bell to bell, great stuff. Had a good time watching it. Really enjoyed it. They're just those little things that, yeah, listen, we're going to hold it to a higher standard because it should be talked about. Little things like that do matter in the grand scheme of, of wrestling storytelling and just storytelling in general. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Now we move forward. He's got to get the belt back. Does MJF from from uh, Jay White, who doesn't physically he, he he physically holds the title, but it's not his to hold. And we'll we'll get to full gear eventually. That's in three weeks. We keep doing this every week, where we don't know how long it's. It's the eighteenth. Yeah, Whatever the eighteenth is sure. Well, it's tomorrow is the thirty first. It's Halloween. I'm pretty sure there's still three weeks because there's the Crown Jewel show, and then I think there's a week off. Thank God. Um, and then and then it's full gear. Yay. I got to I gotta do an impact double post show this week. So there you go. That's exciting for you. Yeah. Well, it's Thursday and Friday because a turning point. I already know what happened. Anyway, um I do want to point out so this is great. Ryan Nemeth 
going after, go, not going after, uh, trying to retain the services of CJ Perry. Yeah. Uh, Miro opens the door, which like, at first I was like, why? But then of course, CJ and Miro are married. There's no, there's no ill will in their relationship. The, re- the, the problem is professional, according to them. And you and I also talked about the possibility that Miro and CJ are actually working together just to beat people up and get Miro back with CJ, yada, 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 go for the gold. That's fine. My main, it's not a concern. It's just like my, my main point of interest. Do you think that this could possibly bring in Ryan's brother, Nick? I think that's what everybody was thinking when they saw Ryan here and they were like, Oh, uh, doesn't he have a brother that used to be involved with these two as well? And yeah. And, uh, that whole thing blew up because Miro and uh, CJ Perry got engaged in real life. And then it became like, Oh, we can't really do a storyline thing here when they're in real life engaged and TMZ is breaking the story type of thing. Um, yeah, I think everybody thought that. I certainly did. What the non-competes not up September, October, December, January. It's not up till the end of January. You're no, asking. before then because of uh, Hard to Kill is okay. I think it's December. I think it's like December twentieth. October, November. De- yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. It was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's December. Yeah, it's middle of December because the the release the releases were September twenty first. So October. November, December. So yeah, December 21st, they would, they would be up. Um, so you're still asking for another two months of, uh, of some type of story here. I ain't putting Ryan Nimeth in a story for two months just to get to Nick. Okay. I think this was more of a, maybe they bring it back at some point it, when we get closer to Nick's, uh, uh, Nick's not compete coming up here. But I think this was just a, Hey, who's around at this taping? Oh, and they, Ryan, Ryan, yeah, Ryan, you want to get beat up by Miro, right? Okay, okay, cool, cool. And then they, that's what they decided to do. Will there be fish heads and dog zigglers? I don't get the joke. That was the whole. That was the whole thing. They did the the you you're a fish. You 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 flop around like a fish. Miro threw the fish at uh, at Lana. Oh, right, right. I don't remember that story from when it happened, but good on you. That's a good memory, Joel. Once in a while, I get it. And then, of course, whenever Rusev would say Dolph Ziggler, sounded like Dog Dog Ziggler. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Anyway, uh, that's, yeah, 69 days for the acclaim coming up next week. Happy, happy 69 days, LOL, right? That's fun. We love the acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Is that right? Everyone's supposed to love the acclaimed. They're great. Do you not? No. Are you such an (laughs) AW hater that you don't like the acclaimed? No, I actually quite like it. I just the the um the Max Caster stuff is getting a little weird because you're for those who who don't necessarily know the the Max and Max thing, you just think that Max Caster, who by the way is not the openly gay member of the group is trying to have sex with the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> like, stuff like that. I'm just like, are we ever going to clear the air on this? Max has tried on the air just to be like, yeah, man, we rode up and down the roads together, but you and I are not going to tag team. I'm just like, it's not tag teaming that he wants. He wants you one-on-one. <laughs> and it ain't in a wrestling match. Ah, let them have their innuendos and, and whatnot. It's all, it's all fun and games because everyone loves the acclaimed. Yeah, what yeah. pictures was Max DMing to uh, MJF? Don't worry about that. Don't That's the problem. That. I need to. 
Don't worry about that stuff. Stuff like that is just like. Do not worry what goes down in other people's DMs, Joel. All right. right. Openly is the operative term. You're absolutely right. You guys are so worried about the ass other people are getting that you ain't getting your own ass, Joel. I'm married with a kid. So here we are. Anyway. And again, I really do like the acclaimed and I like the shtick. It's funny to me. It's just lately I've been watching it and being like, what are we doing here? What are like, what's, what, what are we getting to? And if it gets to Max and, and Max Caster being friendly, that's cool. That's fine. We just got to get there somehow and maybe lay off the innuendo for a bit or have Max, uh, have MJF like kiss Max Caster in like a heat of the moment. I got my belt back. Now we're pally pals because you helped me. And then the cycle continues. I'm kind of thinking, I still think the acclaimed are the teammates for MJF on 100%. Yes. Well, you know, there's some, there's some kind of iffiness here because, you know, Samoa Joe said, Hey, I'll, I'll watch your, I'll watch your friends back here. I'll watch your back. Give me my title shot type of thing. Um, and then Kenny, it you know, Kenny said he gave him the, the stamp of approval at the end of the match. And he also said like, Hey, you know, I, I might team with you. You give me my, you give me my match type of thing. So it might be Joe, Kenny and somebody else. Maybe it is still Max and it, uh, Bowens and daddy ass are just kind of left to the side uh, on, on Wednesday. So I don't know if it's a hundred percent the acclaim. That's just my thoughts on where, where it would, should, could go. It's felt to me the entire time like it was MJF and the acclaimed. He makes a new friend as MJF and they take on the Bang Bang Gang. Because to me, it was always Bang Bang Gang taking on the acclaimed for the trios titles at uh, at full gear. Clearly, that's not the case. It's going to be the Ring of Honor tag titles. and It's going to be the guns versus MJF. And who knows? Maybe maybe Mimosa Joe shows up after all and evens up the score because he wants to project uh, protect MJF from losing the tag titles and, you know, having him damaged going into the AEW world title match. And then we set up world's end, do a triple threat, maybe a fatal four way. MJF wins, does the CM Punk exit. Look at us booking the territory. Roddy's still there though. Like, you know, Roddy's still involved with stuff. Adam Cole, whenever he gets back, Wardlow's targeting people. I think Hobbs was like kind of more looking at Omega because, you know, he's got the Don Callis stuff. Um, by the way, congrats to MJF on beating Kenny Omega. Now we can just stand behind Don Callis for two months and not do anything. Cause that's what yeah. happens when you beat Kenny Omega. See what I did? That's a, that's a Takeshka reference. Everybody who beat Kenny Omega in case you forgot about that. I was going to say that that means that you're standing behind Kenny. Are you standing behind uh, Don Callis for two months while you go to impact and work there for a bit? Because I Dude, thought it was Kenny be awesome in impact. He would be. He would be. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Uh, either way, that's uh, that's most of Collision. Is there anything else you want to add from Collision before we uh, move on? I don't think so. I'm trying to think about uh, the Collision, and I can't think of anything else that may or may not have uh, happened on the show. Yeah, I got nothing else. That, that was that was the fun stuff. But again, good main event. I was too show. busy watching NWA, baby, getting fired off the cocaine and Jack. Who cares what happened on Collision? That's right. Watching watching matches with them. Watching Matt Cardona and Billy Pumpkins promo. The off. greatest promo segment of all time. If you have not seen this Billy Corgan, badass Billy Pumpkins, if you have not seen this promo with him and little bitch Matt Cardona, you've got to go. You've got to go watch it. Big badass Billy Corgan puts Matt Cardona in his place. Matt Cardona thinks he's running the Indies. Indie God. 
hardcore deathmatch god or belt collector god all this stuff nah big badass billy corgans he's sending the god to hell to <laughs> hell 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 i want to get mac Cardone on the show so we can do promo punch partner and i'm gonna do triple h scott damore billy corgan <laughs> <laughs> scheme with big badass billy billy pumpkins oh man that ruled that was so let's just talk about the nwa show some more we had the knights of the round table match joel eight, eight out of 11 of these matches were gimmick matches and someone was telling me like that's the point of the show and i was like yeah. that's not the point of a good show but okay no that's the point of a great show Stop. more gimmicks the better you don't understand they're telling stories and the nwa Joel, they're bringing back hard-hitting, physicality, you know, brute force wrestling. Not this flippy gymnastic stuff that everybody's got not that so used to. Not these five-star jerk-off matches that everybody loves. Not Who cares about your PWI 500 ratings and all of that stuff? Who cares? Oh, you had a great match that won't be remembered in, in two days because here's another great match with all these other flips and stuff. MJF, MJF, who is the most like old school wrestler in the world, right? I'm going to beat you with a side headlock. I don't need to do all of this stuff to get over, to get a reaction. What does he do on collision? A Fosbury flop. Even MJF has gotten away from what made wrestling great, not the NWA. The NWA is keeps right down the middle. We're going to go, hold on, I'm going to play it. This spotlight, spotlight pop here. Here we go. Um, Our product is what it is. We're going straight up the middle. Straight up the middle with the NWA, baby. That's what big badass Billy Corgan is doing. Straight up the middle, hard-hitting wrestling, Jack Daniels, cocaine, PEDs. That's the type of wrestling that the people want. You just not get it. You just don't get it, Joel. Go, go enjoy. Go enjoy your flips and, and your Fosbury flops. And your triple what the fucks. Go enjoy all of that stuff. Me, me and the rest of the old school wrestling fans, we're going to enjoy the true professional wrestling. The National Wrestling Alliance. Go see Iron Claw in theaters to see what real wrestling's all about, everybody. I don't think they're a sponsor of that movie. Pretty sure that's... It should be. Oh, yeah, they, they ain't got the money for that. They barely got the again. They, they're part of they're part of uh, that uh, Mildred Burke movie. Like Camille's in that. They, yeah, they that's why hair that. looks that way right now. Yeah, yeah. you think maybe she'd I don't know wear a wig or something, but here we are. Just commit to the bit. Good for you, Camille. Good for you. Straight up the middle, baby. That's where we're going. Wait, you when everybody else zigs, nwa zags but they don't actually zag because that would mean they're going one way or another straight up the middle when everybody else is zigging and other people are zagging big billy pumpkins straight up the middle yeah that line he just he just goes up that line real nice and slow bringing real professional wrestling back that's what billy corgan is doing anyway smackdown was also on on, on friday uh LA Knight might win the uh, the world championship, right? He's going to win the WWE title, be Roman yeah. Reigns in Saudi Arabia. He's got the upper hand, took him down. Roman Reigns making making LA Knight look like a million bucks, though. I do like that. Suffer and succotaz, Jeremy. Let's talk about it. How that good was, was good. that opening promo? Dude, I loved LA Knight coming out, 
Reigns is doing his 20-minute walk. He's holding up the title. And then LA Knight's music hits. Walks right by him. Yeah. Gets in the ring. Yeah. Hits his pose. Yeah. Sits at the head of the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thumbs up. Subliminal messaging, as usual. Um, nah, that was, that was a great segment. And then referencing, yeah, the suffering succotash, like you've all your failures and stuff. I need my one shot thing la Knight getting the getting the jump on him uh during the the contract signing and old jimmy has to come out terrible ass quarterback jimmy uso comes out and gets put through the table and then at the end of the night you know la Knight stands tall knocking down roman reigns again that was it was a good segment they're heating up la Knight. it's gonna suck when he loses but they're doing a good job making him hotter than he already is i mean listen on the way up he's gonna have a good time because killing it he's doing a great job with roman and yeah he most likely is not going to win but if roman's going to put over la Knight strong in defeat which is something we talk about quite often with a lot of matches these days la Knight then going after i don't know logan paul for the u.s championship is not a bad idea kate and i were talking about uh where does santos escobar stand with all that and i had an idea that we'll get to in a second but what do you think la Knight, logan paul can we kick this off by the way on an episode of impulsive because Logan Paul with that U.S. title, putting it on the podcast, get people talking maybe, and do L.A. Knight doing a, a run-in, do a beat-down, do something that gets my balls. Is that good? Does that work for you? And they've done it before. They That's when they did um, Logan calling out Roman to set up the Crown Jewel match. That was an episode of Impulsive. Uh, I feel like they did something with Seth on impulsive as well it's not like they haven't used impulsive to try to start feuds here i want to see something physical on impulsive we've seen a lot of talk to you yeah you could you could see la Knight being on there and then they do a nice little interview for 45 minutes to an hour most of those interviews are like an hour so 45 minutes to an hour and then it ends with uh you know la Knight or logan paul just kind of bragging i want it crown jewel i got this belt you didn't. You walked away with nothing in Crown Jewel. La Knight ain't having it. Punches him in the mouth, and then there we go. We we got La Knight and Logan Paul uh, heading into Survivor Series. I guess it feels like they want the title on Logan a little bit longer, but I don't know if Logan is a sustainable kind of champion because I don't know how long. You know, he's not going to make the towns every single week, but he'll make the towns for the big shows. So I don't think Logan Paul La Knight's going to be immediate. I think that the Santos thing might carry into the next step and what you do is you have uh santos escobar and Rey mysterio in a tag team against la knight and dominic mysterio and that's how we start yeah because dominic and logan had that that promo together you said la knight and dominic sorry i meant logan paul okay that's knight what confused the shit out sorry. of me I was like, why is la knight teaming with dominic my bad la knight's out of the, the picture okay for, for a little bit you're right sorry so so logan paul and dominic mysterio against santos escobar and ray mysterio uh is that right yeah dominic Mysterio. Yeah. okay yeah uh so the idea here being that santos is going to turn on ray and be like you don't give a shit about the lwo you don't care about us you just spent the last month you know, wanting me to save you when you got beat down by Logan Paul or not supporting us in our matches. We're losing. You're not helping. Screw you. I'm taking back Legado del Fantasma. What you do with Carlito in that case is maybe do a feud opening up with Santos Escobar and Carlito. Have him beat Carlito because let's face it, Carlito's not exactly setting the world on fire immediately. And uh, has Santos start his ascent. I don't know about him winning the U.S. championship. I want him to. 
But uh, for now, I'd rather have that break off and then eventually have Dominic and Rey Mysterio come back to it because at WrestleMania, that's a that's a that's a title versus mask or a, a mask versus hair match right in the making. We have to do that match. The Mysterios again. I don't like any of this. Well, I don't like you. So what are we doing here? Wow, that's well, not nice. You got there. I like either way and then la Knight eventually comes back around goes after logan paul but really logan is there just to kind of ignite the feud but, okay so santos is turning santos, santos is turning he's turning heel yeah to go but is he going after the u.s title that logan has so you're going heel heel there you could but you can also have santos not turn immediately and have him turn after he loses to logan paul let's say Rey mysterio costs him the match somehow or tries to help but inadvertently costs him all right, that's what confused me and why I didn't like it because you're just turning, you're doing heel heel with Logan and Santos, and I didn't. Okay, but then Santos, but then Santos faces Ray, and then Ray beats him. You're not gonna have Ray lose that, and then go on and feud with Dominic off of that. Why can't Ray lose? Again, we've got five months until we're at WrestleMania. Okay, what's Santos doing at WrestleMania? Nothing. Winning the under the giant. But the point is, Santos Escobar, they got to turn him. They do. They they're at that point. They have to do the turn. They don't have to. They Why? Why do they have to? Because his entire group are a bunch of losers, and he he's being weighed down by that. He's a star, man. He's the guy. You want to talk about how Rey Mysterio continues to be the Latino star that they go back to? You got a very good opportunity with Santos Escobar. You've got a guy who speaks very good English, obviously fluent in Spanish, has the look, has the ability, has the charisma. People like him. And instead, this is what you're doing with them. You got them losing matches. You got them trying but failing. You're not building a baby face. You're building a guy who's going to get very upset and turn on everyone and be like, forget this. I was a success when I was a heel with my people by my side. We bring that back. And I think you're on the right path of him. This is the Roman Reigns argument all over again from like five years ago. Here's the thing. I don't disagree with like him being a, a heel and going off on, and like turning on Ray and everything. My whole thing is I'm trying to get you to have something substantial here because you just said you have nothing for him at WrestleMania and you're putting him in the Andre. So what's the point of putting of making this whole heel turn if by WrestleMania he's just a guy in the Andre? Again, he can not, do that as a baby face. Yes, he can. I'm just putting him in the Andre because I don't have a place for him yet for WrestleMania. But All right, you got to figure that out. Don't give me this bullshit of turning him, ba- turning him heel, and then doing nothing because that's what WWE would do. I'm trying to, I'm trying to have you up your game here, Joel. This is what I, this is what I want. If no, you're gonna have a plan, what? Let me Vince McMahon this thing. No, no, no. If you're gonna have, a, if you're gonna have a plan on this, then actually, you know, go forward with it and have him do something. At WrestleMania, you know, saying go, go with Dragon Lee at WrestleMania. That's at least something like, I think he should that's be a heel. Lucha. That's just Lucha on Lucha violence for the sake of violence. That's Stop. at least a match instead of being in the Andre. The Andre is a match. It's just a bad match. No one cares about the Andre. Everyone, no, no one cares about the Andre. But then you get to stand and do the thing. I am Andre. I get to go to Paris and do the pay-per-view. I don't want you to, to be Vince McMahon, Joel, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> oh, me um, neither. I wish you had that money, honestly. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, yeah. By the way, don't need a super chat. <laughs> like I, I, you know, I want you to have some some thinking into this because when people inevitably, when people inevitably do the in the weeds review show and they they review everything we talk about, they're gonna say, 
yeah, Joel has this great idea to turn Santos Escobar heel, but then he's just going to book him in the Andre at WrestleMania. This, this booking makes no sense. This is this this is dumb. We're we're being hard on Joel because we hold Joel to a higher standard, just like he holds AEW to a Finally. higher standard. Finally, yeah, my child will be the best McMahon in WWE. None of that none of that Declan bullshit ego stuff. That dude's gonna be something. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be something. No, look, I'm fine if you're gonna turn Santos Escobar heel because they, they keep losing and stuff. But then if it's just okay, Ray still facing Dominic and LA Knight's facing Logan Paul at WrestleMania and Escobar's just in the Andre, he can do that as a baby face. Fine, do Escobar versus uh, Chad Gable for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. Cross the brand. Right. Let's go. When does Gable win the Intercontinental title? Uh, at the Royal Rumble. Okay. And then Gunter goes and wins the, uh, potentially wins the Royal Rumble. I'm not a big fan of the Royal Rumble winning Gunter, but it's a high up opportunity. Now you're just making stuff up because I've called you out on your bad booking. That's not true. Why Solable says I've got 500 quest for Vince McMahon's money. I will go after his money. Do I have to sleep with him? Mm, I mean, can allegedly do that. And then, I don't know. Mm, the hush money is strong. Yeah, yeah. What if I steal his cane? Not, Does he have a cane? <laughs> did you not see him in Undertaker and Riyadh? <laughs> I did. I didn't pay that much attention to how he Are was walking. Andre's hail was like with the cane. And I was like, yes, he does have the cane. No, he was with Undertaker, I thought. No, no, no. But I'm saying Andre's hail posted the video and said he's with the cane. Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that joke and I didn't. Ah. <laughs> Oh, your reaction was so good. So good when it finally hit you with what I said. Such an asshole. Jeremy Lambert, you go to hell. (laughs) You go to hell, you die. Oh, that was amazing. Oh, that was so good. Oh, shit. Uh, Yeah, he he got me. He got me. Anyway, Saudi Arabia is the new home of WWE, apparently. I mean, given the money they are given, absolutely. <laughs> That's gotta uh, be my game. <laughs> <laughs> it's Riyadh season, which means it's money season. Yeah. Money making season. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> Caden says Gunther drops the Intercontinental Champ. Oh, drops to Gable. At the Survivor Series, drops and give him twenty. Like what's he dropping? Yes. Yeah, what's he dropping? Right. Then he also challenges MJF at the World's End Pay Per View because we need more people for Max, and then he wins the Rumble. I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's happening. Just the thought. Yeah, it's, it's World's End, not Worlds Collide. This is what it's like. A Worlds Collide. Because I'm ready to go, and then I don't know. I don't know the lyrics. Well, that's the problem with Power Man 5000. Nobody ever understands their lyrics. You just kind of like sing. That's, that's, you that's stop mostly, singing. You got to scream. Yeah, you scream. Yeah, you mostly just scream. Yeah. Well, just I'm saying Vince looks sad that he's not booking WWE now. His sad face is trying to hide the pain. Vince wanted so much acceptance for The Undertaker. Just like, I'm, 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 I'm better, the better businessman, right? Ha ha. And he's like, yes, of course, boss. Of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> It's, a, it's his, his new his new hype man is the Undertaker. Yeah. 
That's right, boss. You're the guy. You're the you're the man. Oh my god. <laughs> That's Why does that got such a high voice? Because Vince got him by the balls. What is that? I figured he's like he, he's he's the Undertaker's version, or sorry, the Undertaker is Vince McMahon's uh, Percy Pringle. Oh, oh yes, Vince. What else happened on SmackDown? Anything else? Bianca had a really good promo. I actually really liked it. She came out. She made her intentions clear. She's like, I was pissed off that I got hurt. I was never, I was mentally unready for this. And now I'm back and I'm going to take out every member of damage control for this. And of course, we're going to do Bianca and Bailey on SmackDown this coming weeks. Not going to give you spoilers, but it's been taped. Don't tell them where the show is airing. There will be very angry people, Jeremy Lambert, if you tell people where wrestling is on TV. And then, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. And then Bianca is going to take on EOS Sky in Saudi Arabia. And uh, who knows? Maybe maybe we are getting a little bit closer to the end of EO Sky's women's title reign. What do you think? And what do you think about the Bianca promo, of course? The bank promo was good. Happy to see her her back. Um Yeah, I don't I feel like they should keep it on EO, but it also feels like they will go to Bianca. The Bianca reign got old by the end of it, and it wasn't through any fault of her own. Um they just haven't booked that title well. Like it just feels like they've done matches for the sake of matches when it comes to that title, and it, it feel kind of feels the same thing uh, with EO's title run so far. Like ah, here's Charlotte because of course here's Charlotte type of thing. Um, it, the match will be good. I'm looking forward to the match. I don't know. I did this title isn't like interesting to me. I feel like I've seen Bianca in this picture so often. The same thing with Charlotte. I've seen Charlotte in this picture so often. Like Kyrie, Kyrie coming back would breathe some new life into it. I need just something a little bit more with some, like, you know, over on Raw, I'm not saying this is the the greatest example because there's some issues with Raw as well, but Rhea's held the title since WrestleMania. Like her reign has been what it's been. She hadn't really had any substantial feuds or anything, but at least going into Crown Jewel, it's like, okay, Nia Jax, She's not new, but she's new to this this picture of the division. This version of Shayna, kind of new to this picture of things. Um, who else is is in? And Zoe Stark is is new to to all of this. Um, so like they and then Becky will get in there at, at some point. There, there's other people. I'm sorry, my my memory is uh, failing me on Raw. But it feels like you've at least got some some fresh people in the picture right now, and they're all kind of they're gunning for Rhea and the title. So I, I don't know with, with Bianca and EO, like I, I want, I need a little bit of uh, new blood in there and I, and hopefully Kyrie will, uh, will, will, will be that person. Kyrie could be that person. Do you think that they bring her out in Saudi or is it a SmackDown after? Nah, it feels like SmackDown after. I mean, it's a 16 hour flight to Riyadh from Tokyo. So we don't know where Kyrie is actually. She yeah, yeah. yeah she know. It's a 16 hour flight from Florida to Riyadh as well. So we're equidistant here. Uh, yeah, I, I do like the idea of Kyrie coming back. There, we haven't seen Asuka on TV. Is there a chance that they just reunite Asuka and Kyrie? Uh, I mean, there's a chance, sure. I don't know if I, I like that. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen it. Like, Again, Asuka, Asuka's a face again that I that I love, but she's been at the top of this division for so long. Like this is this is what Becky was talking about, right? Is like 
I want to work with people like Indy, like Lyra, uh, like Tiffany, like Tegan, because these are people like whether you think they're they're good or not at this stage of their their career, but like you got to get some new people in there. Like how long have we seen Oscar, Bianca, Charlotte, even Becky? Becky at least has the recognition to know like, yeah, I've kind of been on top for a little while. Let's uh, start elevating some other people here. Um, Like, that's what you need. You need that a little bit. Like Kyrie is somebody who we've seen on top before, but again, it's, it's, she's been gone for a little while. So her coming back feels fresh. The same thing with Nia Jax. Like, do I really care to see Nia Jax in the position that she's in now? Cause I've seen her for kind of uh, near the top of the car for so long, but she's working with fresher people now so it feels a little fresher um but you got to get some new new people in this division i think and they're doing a better job of that on raw than they are on smackdown like smackdown right now just it's the same people i feel like i've seen on smackdown for the past two years nia Jax wins the rumble or wins the elimination chamber uh, uh i don't know if she wins either of them Honestly, because it's a WrestleMania match. No, it's probably, yeah, probably nah, not because Becky, Becky and Rhea looks, I don't want to say locked, but pretty He's sure. High, yeah. High chance. Yeah. And then on the SmackDown side, I assume it'll be Charlotte because I always just assume it'll be Charlotte. Um, Charlotte. And I don't know. I don't know who the, the champion is. Charlotte and Bianca. That's a match that Bianca wants. I'm sure Charlotte wants that match as well. So Charlotte, so that, you know, that would lend some credence to Bianca winning at crown jewel and holding the belt until mania to, to face Charlotte. Yeah. Becky winning the elimination chamber for the women. It seems that seems good. Although again, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So this was, uh, I got to remember, has any woman won the Royal rumble twice? I don't think so. So Becky wants to be the first one to do that. She has said that in press conference and Bianca in the same press conference. This was after war games said that she wanted Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. So we could be coming back around to that idea. Jade's also in the mix. I don't know if she's going to get the big mania match this year. Um, She'll factor in somehow I would have to imagine, but it's again, Becky and Rhea's felt like a lock for, basically this entire year that that was going to be the mania match. And they've teased it through little confrontations and everything. And then you know, the SmackDown side, I don't think they're going to go like Bianca, Charlotte, Jade. I, I don't think they're going to go Jade and, and Charlotte, Jade and Bianca. It feels like it's Bianca and Charlotte, but then where does fact, where does Jade factor in? Is she NXT? Now I think we both kind of think she's deadline winning the title there because the the presentation especially at halloween havoc when she's sitting on the throne they presented her more as a bigger deal on nxt not that she hasn't been a big deal like she's confronting becky she's confronting charlotte on raw and smackdown that's a big deal but she's she's been more of a presence on nxt to make you believe she's going to nxt again wasn't on smackdown this past friday she was on nxt she was again she hasn't been on raw or smackdown we'll see tonight if she shows up on raw but she's she's been a factor on nxt i would have her come in win a deadline carry it all the way up to uh to to stand and deliver because you got to sell tickets to that show too and debut her the raw after mania make it the party again again this was what was so frustrating about last year because this was before our show but i remember sitting and talking about it with a lot of people that the raw after mania when it was the triple h beginning to 
do more booking and have his first mania under his belt got completely messed up because of the sale because of Vince McMahon showing up and having himself a good old time messing up a three-hour raw that was supposed to have so much more like return to form we were we were excited at the possibility of the raw after mania becoming the raw after mania now barring any returns from the weeds there is the opportunity to do it again i would have jade come the night after wrestlemania having lost that that nxt women's championship in a hard-fought match make her look good take a bow at the end of the night and then she shows up on raw beats the shit out of someone let's go i'm i'm not bad at that you know it depends on who she loses the nxt women's title to um they got plenty of options down there like Roxanne is is certainly a choice there that I could see her getting the belt back. I don't think they did nearly enough with her having that title uh, when when she had it. And who knows who kind of ascends between now and and stand and deliver uh, to to be in that spot. But yeah, I could see Jade making her debut on the brand after Raw after Mania. Uh, I always I always feel a type of way when like someone loses on nxt and it's like ah this is your doing business in the territory type of thing obviously and then you go up to the new one but because because like they are in sync and because we see raw talent on smackdown smackdown talent on raw and then all on nxt and everything it's like why are they gonna lose and then go up shouldn't they like win like that that always that's just a i think that's a me thing that's just me kind of getting in my own way of how i look at things and i fully accept that uh but yeah it the way typically things are done it is hey do business on the way out and then you're getting called up yeah i was gonna say that that that's a tale as old as time you go from territory to territory on your way out you lay on your back and then you say goodbye the difference is nowadays in this you know in in the world of the internet where you can watch everything and anything those stories have to be a little different just to make them more believable. So I understand the, uh, the I understand your comment. It totally makes sense. Uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast, thank you, buddy. Sent us a super chat saying, why would you hold a 30-person battle royal just for a shot at a championship when any given Monday or Friday, someone like Charlotte can show up and declare a match with the champion? It's a fair thing to say, but also I'll put it out there. The, the Rampage Rumble exists. They do the same thing. It's just every so often, once a year, you hold... Uh, you hold a, a multi-person battle royal and they get a championship shot. The Royal Rumble has been, it, it's just tradition at this point. The Rumble has become a thing of lore because it leads you to WrestleMania. Therefore, it's a much more important event. The Rampage Rumble, they're trying to make it an annual event that has a big title shot that following Wednesday. And, you know, they're doing a pretty good job of building that too. It is about how you build it. Random battle royals to determine number one contenders. Also not my my favorite thing. But when you get a Royal Rumble or a Rampage Rumble, whatever you want to call it, those have some prestige to it. The the point, besides you get the title shot, is you also get the theoretical main event of WrestleMania. You can't just come out, unless you're Vince McMahon and you just add Charlotte to the match. You can't just come out and declare, hey, I'm going to main event WrestleMania for the world title. You got to win the Royal Rumble to do that. So it is getting the title shot, but it's also to earn the right to get that spot at WrestleMania, the biggest show of them all. Like that's why it, it it's a big deal. And it's not just, Hey, let me come out and declare for a title shot type of thing. So that's, that's what it comes down to really is the, the rumble and the main and mania are tied together on that. Like you're winning the Royal Rumble. Yes. To get a title shot, but 
I mean, look, if you're facing Roman Reigns, you can't just come out and declare a title shot anytime you want because that man ain't defending the belt. Bless him. Uh, but you get the shot. You get it at WrestleMania. And competing in the main event of WrestleMania is its own you know, grandiose stage and lore unto itself that ain't Raw or SmackDown or random pay-per-view in November. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Will Chosen sent a super chat saying, Charlotte versus Bianca doesn't need the title. I would do Asuka versus Io versus Kyrie for the title at WrestleMania. I can see it, but I mean, Charlotte and Bianca, I would argue, would be great and better with the title. It's two two superstars in this case who are known for being not just title winners, but like holding the title in different ways. Charlotte being multiple time, like 15 times winning that title or 14, whatever it is, uh, given any day of the week. And then Bianca, who held that title and had multiple defenses over and over and over and like held it for a long time. There is something to that story. Uh, so for me, that's where that title, that title match is a big thing. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast says, and Charlie gave the main event with Ron and Becky by declaring it. Oh, that was the the joke I made. No, Vince came in and inserted her, and in she did not just declare. Vince declared her. Charlie, uh, Vince, yes, if Vince comes out and declares it, whole different story. <laughs> That was the best story they ever told. Let me tell you. Although it did lead to the cop, uh, the yeah, cops. That, that was great. That was probably that the was best taxi brawl they've done in years. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. We'll get back to SmackDown. Caden had sent a super chat a while ago. I uh, watched the product, Caden. We talked about it. Any guesses on Max's mystery fourth man and tag team partner, the acclaimed and Mimosa Joe. The acclaimed top of the chain. Yeah. It can't be acclaimed and Samoa Joe because no, unless- there's a tag partner and then there's a four man. So Mimosa Joe for the tag partner at, at Full oh, Gear. Because they announced okay. Full Gear, it is a mystery partner with MJF. It's okay. not MJF going solo. That's what, it's, that's, that's what all the promos show. So. What if Max Caster is the tag partner at Full Gear? So I did think about that, and there's a possibility that it's that. I would put Mimosa Joe in there because there is that ongoing story of Joe being Max's heavy and being his protector and making sure that he's a hundred, not a hundred percent, but at least not in the way of getting that world title shot that's owed to him. You butter him up a little bit. Does Samosa Joe with MJF. What if it's Wardlow? What if Wardlow is the partner and he's just keeping tabs on Max to make sure there's a lot of people gunning after Max right now. And at Goldberg would roll. Um, a lot of people gunning after Max right now. And Wardlow clearly wants him to himself. What if Wardlow steps in and is like, nah, I got first dibs on this man. I don't think it's Wardlow. I think Wardlow's made his, atten- his intentions clear that he wants to beat the shit out of Max, not partner with him. He should just do it. This is my problem with Wardlow. Every- Max is right there. Everybody else is attacking him. Everybody else just comes out and declares, hey, I'm going to fight you type of thing. The guns come out and like, hey, give us a tag team title shot. Okay, sure, I'll do that. Why didn't Wardlow just come out there and fight him? Wardlow's being a little bitch of just like, let me do a promo. Let me do a promo. Let me watch this TV that's not plugged in, has no HDMI. What are we doing here, Wardlow? Go out there and punch the man. Get off your ass and punch him. I saw a really funny tweet that uh, someone who works at a radio station in my hometown just posted. Said a dude just call forwarded while trying to reach the accounts payable department of a local business. He talked to their reception and the receptionist forwarded him to the contest line for the radio station I work at. Dude seemed pretty nice. Asked me if he wanted anything. <laughs> anyway, you think Max is going to be the tag partner? Max? Oh, Caster? Caster. Oh, I don't know. What if, Matt, what if MJF comes out and says the tag partner is 
Max. And then he just walks out and everyone's like, Caster? And it's yeah. just, no, it's me, Max. Yeah, it's just him. There we go. That's what we great. Call, that's what we call a plot hole. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Wardlow, Wardlow's just going to show up and do nothing. I'm not, like, this Wardlow stuff is, she comes out, beats dudes up. Just go beat up, just go beat up MJF, man. Like, what are you doing? At least Samoa Joe is going out there and confronting him. At least Caster and all these guys are confronting him. Bullet Club is confronting him. This man's just chilling, beating up other people instead of MJF. Go beat up MJF. He's all over these shows. He ain't hard to find. Which is hilarious because he'd rather not be on the show. Which, like, I I understand it. Trying to see if there was anything else from SmackDown that's very worth pointing out. You had Dragon Lee and uh, Cedric Alexander. That was a good, good match. It was, it yeah. was SmackDown was fine. Again, it, this was just. It's very. Did you know where to find it? Did you Did you watch it on the correct channel? No, actually, uh, I didn't. And also, this the, this line of questioning doesn't work for the Canadian in the room who watches it on streaming. Yeah. <laughs> it only changes for us like twice a year, and it's not because of the Westminster Dog Show. It just goes to like from Sportsnet Ontario to Sportsnet three hundred and sixty or whatever. So it doesn't really hit us the same way. Did you find it? Yeah, I knew it was on Fox Sports One. I got the I got the same memo everybody else did. Actually, I don't I don't get any type of you got, memo. You got the WWE PR uh, press release saying, "Please, please, please, pretty please, we'll give you access and we'll let you have anything you want. We'll give you a hundred dollars if you just go ahead and please tell them where the show is airing this week." You got that? Nobody gives me a memo, Joel. I knew it was on Fox Sports One because I had the Fox Sports app and it just says SmackDown. And I'm like, all right, sure. I don't care what it's on. I just I, I, I use the Fox Sports app for all of this stuff. So I don't actually have cable. I'm a cord cutter, even though now apps are costing more than if I had the damn cord plugged in. Oh, very, very frustrating. So stupid. People get mad at the dumbest things. They do. And I, I just, I don't understand it, man. I don't understand the, the, the reaching that people do to prove a point that they don't have. <laughs> Raw is on USA Network tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, everybody. Yes, oh, it's on don't USA Network. Them. You shill. You're not supposed to tell them. All right. I'm, I'm like, they really think I'm in the bag with Tony Khan as much as I promote the, the AEW shows on this program. It's okay. Someone called us a fake outrage pod on Friday, and I was like, "No, you really? Yeah, apparently we're a fake outrage pod." Chat, I mean, I- that's kind of factual. Like any yeah. outrage I have on the show is probably fake because I don't really, I truthfully don't get outraged about any of this stuff. I point it out if I'm like kind of mad about it or if I think it's dumb, but it's not. If it's if I'm actually outrageous at it, yeah, it's probably fake. Like to to be completely honest i'm not actually outraged over anything in wrestling i give my opinion about it and i move on with my life i drink a coors light that's a coors light because bud light don't pay me nothing and then i get on top of my wife at night that's what i do in my real life i once the show ends i'm done with it y'all have a tiny bed can get on top of your wife we have to sleep on top of each other that's right i'd say donate super chats so jeremy can get a bigger bet but let's face it super chats don't even go to pay us Nah, it doesn't Oh yeah, and there you go. Wrestling is fake. That's fake outrage. Yeah, it's <laughs> mock, mock outrage is actually yeah. Mock outrage is honestly a better term. <laughs> I, I, and 
could you imagine if like social media in this way was around back in like the TGAF days when you would have like these lineup of shows and people just being tribalistic about full house versus family matters. I would great. Honestly, I wish social media was around uh, back in those days because Shawn Michaels, after like he had one of these matches or whatever, like he'd go back there and just tweet the most outrageous stuff in the world. Like Brett would be up. Oh, Shawn Michaels would be, this is what the NWA is trying to bring back, baby. They're trying to, they're trying to bring back the, the follow that, you know, crowd out there where guys would go back and they, they dab their, they'd have their, uh, cocaine and their Jack Daniels and like follow that shit. And they'd be shooting up with the PEDs. That's what the NWA is bringing back. That's what we saw at NWA San Al. That's what it's called, right? Sam Juan. Sam Juan. San Juan, Puerto Rico. That's San, right. Sam Hine. Sawin. <laughs> Sawin. It's called Sawin. Damn it. Sawin. Big Billy Pumpkins. We got to work on these names, baby. We got to come on, Big Billy. We got to work on these names. I told you, you named it Coke Jack and PEDs. Everybody's paying for it. Everybody's buying this pay per view. Sawin. Don't nobody know what the hell that shit means. If you saw your opponent in half, you win the match. That's how it works. Oh, that'd be great. That would be a good gimmick. I got some great gimmick match ideas. They had a magician in the NWA. They did. I got some great gimmick match ideas. I was listening to, shout out to uh, Battleground, Battleground Podcast, him and Eli. They do great work. They they asked uh, Big big Paul White, Tall Paul, uh, they asked him about the WCW Halloween Havoc. We're on the anniversary of that. So this all this all ties together. Um the monster truck battle, one of the greatest matches of all time, the monster truck battle. And Paul White fell off Kobo Hall and just survived. <laughs> sure. Fell 30 feet. He actually fell 30 feet, he said, into a giant airbag. So that's what he fell into, everybody, a giant airbag. And, you know, he comes out at the end of the show. Hogan's like, ah, I'm winning the title because Paul White's dead. And he's all happy that he killed him. <laughs> this is when wrestling was great everyone this was when wrestling was wrestling and this is what the nwa is gonna bring back once they give me the pencil as well me and big badass billy pumpkins working together they give me the pencil we're gonna bring this back he fell 30 feet into the airbag and he comes out at the end and it's no not a scratch on him he's not wet or anything because he allegedly fell into this lake just walks out and paul's like kevin shouldn't i like be wet or have thumbs up uh shouldn't i be wet or have like a scratch on me or something and kevin sullivan's like brother you're a giant it don't matter so paul white just walks out like nothing happened like he didn't fall you know a hundred feet off a kobo hall to his death he just walks out wins the world title humps hulk hogan with a yeti a giant yeti just appears to hump hulk hogan with the giant literally the man's name's the giant which is fantastic and he wins the world title this is professional wrestling Everybody, this is professional wrestling. This is what me, badass, big badass Billy Pumpkins, and the NWA are bringing back, everybody. Mid-90s WCW and WWE. Because WWE did some dumb shit as well. The, the gimmicks they did, oh, the gimmicks were great. We got plumbers. We got we got rappers. We got repo men. We got dentists, actual dentists, on like the fake dentist, Dr. Britt Baker. She's not a real dentist. I don't see her. I don't see her coming out in her lab coat and everything. She ain't a real dentist. This is what we need in professional wrestling. We're bringing it back with the NWA. Cocaine, PEDs, Jack Daniels, gimmicks, pro wrestling. 
the National Wrestling Alliance. My early memories of the giant included him smoking a cigarette coming down to the ring. That ruled. And of course, his top rope missile drop kick, which he was immediately told, don't do that. You're a giant. And he was like, why not? He used to do like a, sh- I don't know if he did a shooting star, but he used to do some do crazy song. shit. He yeah, said the moon, moon song. Yeah, yeah. Paul White could move. Maybe he was, I mean, he's a big dude, but he could move and everything. And yeah, he got told, yeah, don't do any of that stuff because what this is, but this was when wrestling was wrestling. Joel, guns and knives, baby. This was when men were men and we didn't have these big dudes out here doing triple what the fucks. They were out there working like actual big men. You wouldn't see Mark Henry trying to do a moonsault or anything like that. You do it cool when like Vader, Vader would do it, but Vader would do and Bam Bam, Bam Bam would do like the, the cartwheel moonsault thing. And it was like, oh yeah, because he's big. He couldn't pull it off to like a per- picture perfect moonsault type of thing. This is real wrestling out there. Factual. Randy Orton, last of a dying breed out there. Shaking his hand, shaking his hand after playing with himself. That's that's what we need back in wrestling. You want your the only jerk off matches I want in my pro wrestling is after a guy's jerked off and he's shaking the man hand. That's the only jerk off match we need in wrestling. Keaton and I had a whole whole long conversation about the Ric Flair thing and how basically everyone in wrestling sucks. Okay, as human beings. And this is this is the direct opposite of that. <laughs> now you're calling for those people to come back in some way. <laughs> Fake outrage show. This is this is the Halloween show right here where I'm just I don't know. I don't know. I'm broken. Brian Danielson's a hurt, Joel. It's broken me. Can we not get this man a healthy year? It's his last year in wrestling. And Brian Danielson breaks his damn orbital bone. Well, we don't know if it was an orange punch. Or a rainmaker, whatever it was, he broke his orbital bone, and he's gonna be out for the for the rest of the year. I'm broken by pro wrestling because Brian Danielson can't have a healthy last year. This is the real story of me today. Is I'm very upset that Brian Danielson's hurt, and I don't care about wrestling anymore. I don't. So fine, bring your guns, bring your knives, bring your cocaine, bring your PEDs, bring your Jack Daniels, your gimmicks, your jerking off. Don't care. None of it matters because Brian Danielson's hurts. Fake outrage pod. I like the fact that you're broken, but you're not asking for people to come to your compound to fight you. Batman's getting himself in trouble with uh, his podcast. When it's a shame he, how people are turning on Matt Hardy. It is. He's a very nice guy. That Matt Hardy. He is. He, is. he just he 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 talks. He's he has a podcast, so he's going to talk. And people that's just, his first mistake. Don't have a damn podcast. That's right. <laughs> Let leave the podcasting to us. Mistakenly so. And uh, yeah, people just want to be upset over every little thing. Matt Hardy means well. He really does. He's he's yeah. It is what it is. Matt Hardy is a very nice man who's been wrestling for about three decades now and is like 50 years old. All right. That that's the, that's the, that's the real story here. And he's, and he, and he says stuff on his podcast. Like we all do. He'll be mad at Matt Hardy. I don't say anything on this podcast. And no one watches this podcast. If they did, I got canceled today. I don't blame them, but I wish more people would watch only by sending the link to their friends. Hint, hint, hint. No, I just a hint, hint, hint. 
Oh, do you want people? Are we going to be like the word of boots on the ground, bootstraps on the ground, word of mouth? Everybody, if everybody watching this right now sends the link to one friend, we can, and then they send the link to their friends. This is a pyramid scheme podcast is what this is. That's right. And that does well in the algorithm. Does it? I don't know. Probably. Uh, All right. Uh, Anyway, everybody's angry at everybody. I'm angry that Brian Danielson's hurt. I get it. And honestly, I... I would be surprised because they said till the end of 2023 and that's, that's a month, two months away. You could still whole months now, Brian Danielson. That's the thing. He might not wrestle, but you can still have him make appearances. He can still come out, cut promos and cut you deeply with his words. And then talk about all the books he's reading. He should be on commentary. He should do a podcast. Brian, you got a lot of time right now. Let's do a podcast together. If he is not at WrestleCade, I'm going to go crazy. I am going to go crazy. If Brian Danielson is not at WrestleCade. Why Solable asks, considering the Adam Cole, Brian Danielson injuries, Punk's dismissal, and Ruby Soho not having a big impact, do you think TK has some buyer's remorse from all in 2021? I don't think he has it regarding Adam Cole or Brian Danielson. That's just kind of freak. Th- those were some freak of freak accidents when it comes to uh, to Cole and Danielson. The The Punk stuff, listen, there were a lot of people who knew that was going to happen the second he showed up. And some people say it lasted longer than it should have. And part of that is because of the injuries that Punk himself sustained. So it is what it is there. Ruby Soho, that just comes down to your booking. She's great. Like she yeah, is. Yeah, that's his own dumb stuff. fault. Like, yeah. <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> uh, I don't think he has buyer's remorse. I just think, I think if anything, I hope that Tony looks back at this time and says, what can I do better? Or how can I book this better or these people when they're coming back? Punk notwithstanding, because he's not coming back. But like in terms of Ruby Soho and in terms of Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, there are so many ways for him to like tell those stories with that talent and get them over. And again, people like Ruby Soho and people love Danielson and Cole. So there's nothing, nothing lost there. They come back. Everyone's happy again. Now, you don't have buyer's remorse on it because at the time, what are you not going to sign CM Punk? Are you not going to sign Brian Danielson? Are you not going to sign Adam Cole? Are you not going to sign Ruby Soho? Like this is, this comes down to, I was having this argument. I'm going to use basketball terms. Sorry, Joel. I was having this argument with my friend who was like, Oh, the Phoenix Suns have buyer's remorse on Bradley Beal because he hasn't played a game for them yet. And he's always injured and everything. They traded Bradley Beal for 38 year old Chris Paul, who couldn't stay healthy either. And nothing else. Like they, they gave up almost nothing to get Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is is a dollar and and they traded maybe two nickels for him. You make that deal a hundred times out of a hundred. Maybe, maybe Bradley Beal isn't healthy and he's not the savior you were hoping he was going to be for this team, but you knew what you had with Chris Paul. You knew he's probably going to get hurt. You knew he's probably going to fade out in the playoffs. You knew he was only going to take you so far. Bradley Beal's a nice little change of pace. He's a better player on the whole than Chris Paul, especially if you want Devin Booker handling more of the playmaking ability. So you make that trade 10 out of 10 times. You you sign Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Adam Cole, Ruby Soho, 10 out of 10 times. Like it might blow up and it blew up in the case of Punk. Like the the uh the stuff with Danielson and Cole, you can't control that they got hurt. Like it's it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate, especially in the case of Brian Danielson. Even Adam Cole, like he's had two major injuries. It's very unfortunate for for all of these injuries that, that, that they've happened. The the Soho stuff, like you can control that. That's just Booker better. Do a little bit more uh with her. Like that that's just you can you can figure that out. But no, you you do that 10 out of 10 times. 
because you have hopes that it compels you, propels you to a different level. And for a while it did. For a while it did. And then in the case of one person, it blew up. And then the other two, you just got, you got bit. And that sucks. But you still do it at the time. It's e- it is very easy in hindsight to be like, yeah, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't have done that. But in the moment you do that, there ain't really, you don't think twice about it. In the moment, even in the case of punk, even if you're like worst case scenario, and I don't even know if like they thought this was worst case scenario with punk, they might have thought worst case scenario was like, hey, he gets kind of unhappy and then he just sort of like leaves and maybe there's a podcast burying us. Like, I don't think they even thought this was going to be worst case scenario. They had a guy do that, it didn't happen to be punk's friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't even think they thought this was going to be worst case scenario with punk. But you still do it in that moment and and you think things through of like, yeah, like worst case scenario, he just leaves and he's a little bit unhappy. Like you, you still do that. Shout out to the Anaheim Ducks who are currently four and four with a five hundred record. They've won three in a row, Jeremy. Top of the Good world. On. Good on them. Oh, I, I know, I know why syllable. We're we're just, you know, bantering here. He says the intent wasn't to make it seem like TK shouldn't have signed him. I just think like you guys said, TK put his all his eggs in his few baskets and didn't have a backup play. That's a yeah, that's a different story overall of like, yeah, if you're gonna bank on a lot of this stuff, you should have had a plan beyond that. Cause the backup plan has been break glass, insert John Moxley when it comes to the punk stuff. And the backup plan with with Cole and Danielson is, well, we haven't fully seen it fleshed out yet. Right now it's MJF. Uh, hope that he can carry things and give him a bunch of opponents. And then I don't know what the plan is with, with Danielson, the backup plan there, except Claudio right now. I don't know if there was a backup plan with uh with with like Ruby or anything, because you know, she should have been like a plan. Um yeah, he's he struggled pivoting that hundred percent. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like it, it there hasn't been, there hasn't been, uh, Orange Cassidy has, it should be, uh, always Orange Goldberg. Cass- always Goldberg. Orange Cassidy has been a nice, I don't know, diamond in the rough, but him elevating to the point that he's been elevated to has been good for, for them. MJF becoming like, really that transcendent star that you would hope he'd become when you got, when you got him, uh, has been, has been good. But there's been some other stuff that just like, Ooh, we haven't quite figured out. Even when Punk returned and he had the real world's title, like they didn't have that stuff figured out either. It was very obvious that stuff wasn't fleshed out. It was just sort of, hey, sure, let's let's do stuff here. Yeah, it's been pivoting, and we've talked about it on this show that he he tries, but his his way of pivoting is always we're not going to go, we're not going to get off the the highway and take an alternate route. We're going to get off the highway. We're going to take the emergency highway route, which is down the way and runs parallel to the highway in hopes that we're going to get right back on that highway soon down the line, regardless of what's going on. You know, it basically back to the wrestling, like it doesn't matter how over another story gets. We have to get back to the originally planned story. We can't scrap the original plans. And that's kind of the, the tunnel vision issue that continues to, to exist in AEW. There needs to be better pivoting. There just needs to be a better plan in place when stuff, when stuff gets better. And you know what? You know, you can argue that the Adam Cole MJF stuff, that is also a big pivot. That was something that probably wasn't supposed to go as long as it's been going. And I'm talking prior to Adam Cole's injury. Like it felt like that thing was going to end around all out. And here we are several, well, I guess Grand Slam was like two weeks later, but the point being that it felt like that was supposed to end imminently. And instead we're getting all the way out there. Yeah. Yeah. It did seem like maybe all in is when they would 
blow that off. And maybe even before that, I don't know if Adam Cole and MJF was the let's, this is our headlining match for all in. And then it became that, and it not only became that, but they got a tag team match on the pre-show where they won the ROH tag team titles where it basically said, hey, we're going to keep this thing going a little bit longer. And then who knows when it was supposed to end. Cole gets hurt. They're going to have to go further on that. And I do think that was the correct call because that did get over leading into All In, and you should have kept that going. And then unfortunately, Cole got hurt, and then now they're doing what they're having to do with it. Uh, injuries are going to happen in, in wrestling, and you got to figure it out when they do happen. And I don't even know if there's always a great solution. I think it, I think the addition of rampage or not rampage, a collision has made things a little bit harder too, because now you're booking an extra two hours on things. And when you can fill half an hour of that with the CM Punk stuff, then okay. But now that's out the window. You can't even fill it with a Brian Danielson stuff. Now it's like, well, MJF is going to have to work even more to fill this stuff. We also don't know the personality stuff that, that's going on behind the scenes because I don't know what's happening with the Young Bucks and why they are not like trying to run this tag team division. But it's very strange to me that they ain't on TV and being like, hey, we're owed this title shot. What's going on here? Well, no, they're the they're the the Ring of Honor six man tag team champions. So that is very important. And we have to tell those stories because the Young Bucks are fodder for Swerve and Hangman and their story, which... I don't hate that the Young Bucks are being used for that, but it shouldn't be in the trio's title in Ring of Honor. Again, that final battle show is going to be so interesting for so many reasons, and I'm looking forward to the stories that come out of why it's being booked this way. But it's being booked this way to sell. Of course it is, but like they're, That's they're it. running Curtis Caldwell. Like they're not running and they're not running a giant arena. They're running an arena that they've run several times before. They run that Garland Arena multiple times a year yeah you're hurting the town by coming back so many times so like this is a major ring of honor show it's their biggest one of the year you can build it on the back of you know of athena and billy starks but also you like your world well, you could but then you also have to have a strong a strong world title match to go with it eddie is someone you could do that with as well they're just it's very strange to be to be building ring of honor with all of your AEW talents running in as champions to potentially drop the belts because that is what final battle is it's the reset show historically i don't know if they're gonna be dropping the titles honestly like if the young bucks are the tag team champions and the roh six-man champions and hangman is where he's going to be which i assume he's going to win this feud with swerve i don't know if they're losing i don't know if they're going to drop these titles they don't have a they don't have a story with any of this roh stuff no they're just they they got champions and the story is, hey, give us the title shot. And it's like, all right, cool. None of the titles are defended on Ring of Honor television unless they're the women's title. <laughs> or like, not even the pure, like Katsuyori Shibata is, on, is, is a Ring of Honor pure champion. He's got to drop that thing too, because it's one thing to be like, Shibata is coming back, but then everyone's like, okay, why? And then they're like, he's the pure champion. And they're just like, okay, why? It's, uh, you got to start building that brand. And that's why I'm hoping that final battle is that reset show, because this is an opportunity for them to finally start building ring of honor as a, 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 a promotion built on young talent, holding championships and again, building together with other talents. 
I think the the story when it comes to Shibata is Josh Woods. Josh Woods is winning a bunch of peer matches and doing open challenges and stuff. And I think they're going to do Shibata and Woods. And I would imagine Woods wins. And then that that's that. Um, and then they can go there. Sorry, what happened to Ethan Page going after Eddie Kingston too? Like that know. that got dropped too. I don't know. I just I, whatever. I don't really watch much of the Ring of Honor product these days. I do keep up with it with our post shows, um, ironically being that they're on during Impact when I cover Impact. But the point is, I get a chance to kind of catch up with Ring of Honor and I read the spoilers, but there's so much stuff that I'm just like, what are we, what are we why, what's going on here? It's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm waiting for some clarity on what's going on after Final Battle. I mean, they've had this company, ROH, for almost two years now. And, right? It was 2022 that Tony purchased it. Yeah, March 2022. Yeah, yeah, they've had this is they've had the TV for this entire year. I I don't see anything like fully changing with the and until it does, like I don't have much interest in checking it out beyond just kind of like social media clips and things like that. But yeah, again, the your women's Ring of Honor championship is your A story right now in Ring of Honor. And it has been for a long time, which is a good thing because Athena rules and the minions in training story is, is good. And it's, it's sad. Totally- it's sad that yes, Athena is uh, the best thing on ROH TV. The stuff with Billy Starks, the minion training thing. It's, it's very, very good. It is sad that everybody's first response to this is it hey, when's Athena going to be on AEW. <laughs> Like when do we see Athena on AEW doing cool stuff because she's doing great in ROH. That's what people are, are aiming for right now. It's because everybody else is all the other champions are on AEW TV. So where's Athena? Why isn't Athena on AEW TV? That's, that's what everybody's saying. Hundred percent. So. We've been saying that for yeah. months, like since the summer or even earlier, by the way, yeah. that Billy's going to win that, that women's championship. And look, I hope it is a reset. So I hope it is, Hey, let's get these titles on ROH people and let's have, ROH stories and ROH is a separate thing and we don't see Samoa Joe on both shows and we don't see the Young Bucks and Hangman on both shows because we don't really see them on one show anyway uh like the champions are on actual ROH shows and then the um and then the AW people are on AW people are on AW shows maybe at like Battle of the Belts you do an ROH title match just be like hey here's ROH here's something you can see you can see these people every week on Honor Club Instead of, hey, here's an ROH title match, you can basically watch them on Wednesdays and Saturdays whenever we feel like throwing on an ROH match on these show as well. Before we go into our Raw preview, JJ saying AW is Nitro, ROH is Thunder is what I'm getting from this. No, AW is, is Nitro and Thunder. Ring of Honor is WCW Saturday Night. <laughs> yeah, WCW Saturday Night became a nothing show by the end of it. Yeah, and again, Ring of Honor has the opportunity to build. They just have to put in the effort and put in the, uh, you know, put in the talent. So we'll see where they go. I think you can justify D Eddie. By the way, so it's hard to justify paying ten dollars on Watch ROH every month. I think now that the pay per views are on that platform, it's easier to justify. Like you're paying ten dollars for the pay per view, where before it was thirty, and you're getting the weekly shows, and you're getting the archive. The archive's a, a big selling point, I think, for a lot of fans. I see Jeff Valley Driver saying, "Go back to Studio Wrestling for Ring of Honor." That'd be fine. If they could go back to a spot where they could have a monthly taping and yeah, build stories that way. That's a ring of honor. Like that's what ring of honor used to do. And it worked. It wasn't always super successful, but that comes down to talent and stories. The thing with ring of honor, and this is a much bigger conversation for a, for a different podcast where we have more time. It was never a TV wrestling show. 
in fact, like when they got TV, some of the specialness of Ring of Honor was lost. Ring of Honor was always like your special paper, the DVD sales and everything, right? It was always like, hey, here's Samoa Joe, CM Punk, Fight of the Century. Here's Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, Fight of the Century. I forgot which one was Fight of the Century. One of them was called Fight of the Century though. Um, but it was like these big specials that they built through or that they built to through their kind of, you know, their double shots uh, on the weekends and things like that, or they're once a, they're once a month pay-per-view or they're once a month shows, they're DVD stuff. Essentially when they got TV, when they became on like HD net, some of that specialness of like ring of honor was a little bit lost. Um, and now like it was never a weekly TV show. And that's kind of what's happening here is we see so much stuff weekly. Like you already got AW and, and WWE weekly with the storytelling and all that stuff. Like sometimes it's just okay to do and even impact like that's weekly stuff. Um, it's just okay to do like once a month kind of shows of like, let's build sort of, sort of stuff or twice a month shows and let's build towards this. Let's build towards this match through these twice a month shows type of thing. So yeah, 2008 games, but that was, that was always the, that was the carrot though of like, Oh, once RH gets TV, look out, like they're going to get TV. They're going to get TV and they got HG net TV. And it's like, Oh, this is not what I kind of like. They, they weren't always great at building a lot of this stuff because it was just, hey, here's a taped match from five weeks ago and we're trying to do... like Some of the, some of the stuff, especially at, at one point, was like, wait a second, the pay-per-view already happened. Why, why is this match happening here? Like, on this show, on the TV, when the pay-per-view's already happened. You're building this pay-per-view match that has already happened. The TV became very muddied once they got TV. Uh, ROH was just... Again, it, never, it was never a weekly TV show to me. It just never was. I get it. And uh, I, again, I just, I look forward to seeing what they do to hopefully make ring of honor something worth watching, but uh, we got to get through final battle first, I guess. Let's talk about raw because we got to get out of here in about six minutes. Uh, this is again, I like that raw every Monday has been, we have a full slate, you know, we have enough to promote. And then SmackDown is like, we got two things, but here's raw uh, Candice LeRae versus Xia after last week when Xia took out Candice LeRae, we're going to do this one-on-one. Is this where Becky gets involved after the match and sets up Xia versus Becky and Becky just beats the shit out of Xia for no reason? Sure. Who wins Candice LeRae beats Xia or does Xia finally get her first singles win since like 2021? We'll go with Xia. Why not? Poor Candice LeRae. Natalia squares off against Chelsea Green in a trick-or-street fight because it's Halloween Raw, baby. This will be fun. I'm looking forward to this. Think they'll use pumpkins? Probably. And Chelsea will be very good, and Natalia will kind of do her thing, too. Which video game character will Natalia or Chelsea Green dress up as that will confuse the audience? I don't know. Somebody from Final Fantasy. It confused the hell out of me. I needed someone to explain it. And I'm sure commentary was waiting. They were waiting for somebody to tell them because eventually Nigel McGuinness was like, oh, it's Ava Long from, from Resident Evil. And I was like, I'm glad somebody told them because a lot of us had no freaking clue. <laughs> so Johnny Gargano and Tomasa Ciampa reformed to take on Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser from Imperium. Uh, this will be fun. Ludwig Kaiser could be a dick. We're getting a new theme for DIY. That confirmed? Yeah, Gargano said it. Oh, oh, that's right. This was, yeah. Is it, are, are we going to hate it? Uh, Gargano believes we'll like it, so there you go. All right, so we're going to not like it. It's the first time, people. Be nice. If there's one thing that Roman Reigns said is it's your first time, we'll be gentle. So be gentle on DIY and their new theme. Dirty Dom takes on Ricochet and non-title action. Sure. 
DIY wins. That's not Dirty Dom or Ricochet. Oh, Dirty Dom wins. What about DIY? They're going to beat Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci, and then Gunter's going to be really upset about it? Probably. I'm okay with that. That'd be fun. Okay. <laughs> I could have told you it was long. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Again, y'all, I appreciate those who knew. I just, I'm, I'm happier when commentary at least tries to explain it for those who don't, because there are a lot of old asses who don't play video games in the audience, myself included. Uh, what if Ricochet loses and Dirty Dom wins? It's non-title, so that's fine. I feel like Ricochet wins and we do Dirty Dom versus Ricochet for the North American Championship sometime soon. That's possible. And then Judgment Day representative J.D. McDonough takes on Seth freaking Rollins. That's an idea. Yeah, Seth wins. Well, I just want the Cody update. How's Cody doing with his broken ankle? That's all I care about. I'm sure there will be a Cody update. I'm sure that we'll see him icing and elevating his leg. That's all that matters. Is it? What about what if what if Brian Danielson and Cody Rhodes were posted up together in the same facility? Great. And they're they're on camera together talking about adversity. That'd make me very sad, but that would also be great. It would be. That's raw. They've got five things announced, and I'm sure it's going to be a, 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 a show. It's going to be three hours. Don't Make sure you me. tune in at 8 p.m. Eastern on USA Network, everybody. It's on USA Network. Monday Night Football is on ESPN and ABC. I think it's on ABC. I don't really know. But WWE Raw, the flagship program of WWE, it's three hours. It's on USA Network at 8 p.m., Okay. Everyone, just make sure you know that. It's not on Fox Sports 1. It's not on Sci-Fi. It's not on Bravo. It's on USA Network at 8 p.m. Eastern. 7 Central, 6 Mountain, and 5 Pacific. Yeah. If you're in Hawaii, 4 o'clock p.m. That'd be great. I'd love to live in Hawaii just to watch 4 o'clock wrestling. When I was on the ships and I was in Australia, I could watch wrestling at like 11 in the morning live. What kind of songs did you sing on the ship, Joel? A lot of different songs. I've got a master list up on my old website. I'm going to sing those songs that offend the sense. Is going to pop my pills from a Pez dispenser. Get washed up singers writing all my songs. Lip sync them every night so I don't get them wrong. We're out of time. Well, we all want to be big rock stars and live in hilltop houses, driving 15 cars. Girls come easy. The drugs come cheap. We'll all stay skinny so we just don't eat. And we'll hang out in the coolest bars and the VIP with the movie stars. Why? Do, do all the yeah. outro stuff. Yeah, do you want to plug anything? Those are all the songs you were singing, I assume. Definitely not it. Yes. How does he know all the lyrics? Dude, Nickelback fucks, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it should be the collision theme. It should be their version of Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Anyway, go follow Jeremy at Jeremy Lambert 88. Go follow me. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. We'll be back on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern, going in the weeds. Jock Sampson's going to join us at 11 a.m. Eastern. Looking forward to that conversation. Tag Talk today. They're going to be all Halloweened up. So go watch them talk about the the, the tag teaming and the wrestling and the stuff. Oh, let me put my costume back on to close costume the show. Back on. There we go. There. Cocaine Jeremy is the best. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you on Wednesday. Cheers. <laughs>